0: This is the Tribune Audio Network.
1: Hi. Hi. It's real reunited. And, and it feels, feels so good.
0: That
2: was off key That's for the both of us. the only
0: line I know. Yeah. Oh. Welcome to sit. Survive. And repeat. Oh my God, you guys, were actually sitting together in a room. It's amazing. We can't even believe it.
1: I've missed it. I've yearned for it. I'm ready for it.
0: I'm we're, here. We're staring into each other's eyeballs.
1: Deeply. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Well, first, Danelle was just telling me about the VMAs last night. Uh,
1: I watched for like 15 minutes just to see what the kids are up to these days. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not into it. I'm getting old. I was, um, I was ridiculing people's outfits. I was just yeah, being an old lady. That's fine. I'm, which I'm not. But I felt like I just don't have the people I didn't know. I didn't know the music. I thought it sounded stupid. Oh,
0: jeez. Yeah, oh, I geez. know. I'm there. Um, This all reminds me. Have you guys seen? There's these two kids. Have I already mentioned this before? There's these two kids. I, I think they're brothers or they're twins. I can't tell. Like, they're adorable. And they, they have this YouTube channel. And they review songs and music videos that they've never seen before
2: you haven't mentioned it but i know what you're about to say i don't right? know this
0: and they talk, they did phil collins yeah what was that name of that song in the uh, heat of the night
2: yeah that one is that is that the, the title air, into, the, into, the, air. into yeah. the air into the, the air tonight
0: yeah. yeah uh yeah and i've heard about I this don't know. but These i didn't read are the, are the like, story like, i think the kids are like they gotta be like 19 years old
2: i think they're younger i think you they're think like 16, so what did they say 17? they thought it was stupid
0: oh no they were like yeah. Uh, and they were like jamming out to it and they it's like good music. And then at the end, you know how it gets to the end. There's yeah, it's like awesome. Doo, 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 yeah, yeah. There's awesome like drum and it breaks it into like a beat. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, getting the beat in the back of the song. I've never heard that before. And I'm like, Oh my God, they are so cute. And then I just saw one last night where they listened to, um, crush, not crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Matthews band. Yeah. And it's again, they're just so like, you just never heard of dave matthew's band i before. know every
1: generation says this but i feel like we had some of the best music in the 80s and the 90s we also had some terrible music but oh, i'm just yeah compared to some of the stuff that's out now like
0: tub thumping do you remember that, that doesn't count i get not down but i get up again like <laughs> the boy band
1: i don't get the oh i was
2: obsessed with uh, Instinct, so. no
1: i know our boy bands but the new boy band that's out i don't even know the oh. name of them the do you know what I'm talking about? It's like you're
2: talking about like K-pop, K-pop stuff. St- I don't get it. I don't it. understand. K-pop. I'm not supposed to
1: get it though. I guess
0: no, it's not for me. Well, it's not for us to understand. I know. But well, Lady Gaga old. was, I
1: love her, so she was there.
0: Yeah, I just in all feel her like, glory. I mean, yeah, this is. I mean, right now is her glory. She gets to wear all those face masks, mm-hmm. which now are like
1: appropriate, yeah, in style.
0: Yeah, so. who knew? Mm. Who knew Lady Gaga ahead of her time? Oh wait, I did. <sighs> Duh. I told you I missed her first concert because I got so dressed up and so drunk that I missed it. Yes. Great. But okay. I, as as I saw you at the, the second I saw you at the
1: second one or was that your third? <laughs> no, that was the second one. Okay. Yeah. When it I was, was dressed like a mermaid. Yeah. And yeah. I was
0: so mad that I didn't pay the extra money to
1: get floor seats. I should have.
0: Um, if you pay for floor seats, you can come be with me while yeah. I'm dressed to the fullest. Yes.
1: Next time she comes around when we have Perfect. concerts again.
0: When there are concerts.
1: <laughs> but this is a start. We're here together. Yeah. Finally.
0: Yay. Um, we need to talk about, because we're finally together, so I brought some of our wine from Magna Wine Boutique in Bedford, Ohio. It's delicious. It is delicious. I just posted a picture on Instagram, so you guys are hearing this. Um, we're making Kenny work extra hard today. We're recording on a Monday. He's It's coming out on Tuesday, so he has less than, I don't know, 12 hours to get this shit out.
2: About 10 hours.
0: Great. Good. Good, good, good. We love making him work no pressure. hard for the not money. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs>
1: For free wine.
0: Oh, Lord. Okay, so um, I we haven't really discussed this in depth yet, so I'm going to explain the wine club first, and then I will explain do. what we're drinking. Okay, so I'm on their website, magnawineboutique.com, and um, if you click on Wine Club, it tells you all about um, what you're going to get. So each month, you're going to get two bottles curated by the Magna team, and it ships directly to your doorstep, which is awesome because – in a pandemic it's nice to not have to go anywhere and you just have wine show up at your house um there are two types you can get involved in the first one is shelly's choice and that is um a curation of bottles i think it's mostly like more seasonal and things like that Mm -hmm. um and then there's also the sweet boutique so if you're more of a sweet wine aficionado um, you can order from Sweet Boutique, and you get two bottles of sweet wines shipped directly to your door. Again, obviously, you have to be 21 and older to accept said gift. Duh. <laughs> um, it is $55 uh, to join, and that's uh, monthly cost, uh, but that includes tax and shipping, so you don't have to like add oh, that on top of it.
1: That's a great little pointer. I wouldn't have... Yeah. thought that.
0: Um, If you have questions, you can reach out to them at etr at magnawineboutique.com. And if you are from Northeast Ohio and you live near Bedford or around Bedford, you can sign up and you can actually um, go pick your wine up, in which case I'm not sure if the pricing might change. Um, I'll check with them on that. But I'm guessing it probably does since you don't have to pay for shipping then. So don't um, you get a
1: tasting or something if you pick it up or am I making that up? I don't know. I I shouldn't
0: put that out there. (laughs) Well, that's an idea. So, uh, ladies I thought she and said something like that, but who knows? Maybe it was maybe they were throwing the idea around. Maybe who knows? Um, okay, so today got to get my tasting notes out because they actually give us tasting notes. It's like we're official. Um, we are drinking a red and it is called Armando 100% Bonardo. Mm. And I don't know what any of that means, mm-hmm. I didn't know that was even a type of wine. No, uh, it's from Argentina. And the big thing that it says on the label and on the tasting notes is that you'll taste a lot of black raspberries. So I don't know if you guys want to take a sip and let me know what your black raspberry um, radar says. Anyone? Yeah.
1: I taste it.
2: Now that you say it, yes. No, yeah,
1: that? I'm not the kind of wine taster where I'm going to be able to pinpoint it unless no. you tell me. Yeah, exactly. If you tell me,
2: I'll be like, oh, there yeah.
0: it is. Uh, there's also notes of dark chocolate and a touch of sandalwood on the finish.
1: Mm. So,
0: mm-hmm. And I feel like I definitely tasted the dark chocolate and the sandalwood. Um, I'll have to taste it again, but I'm blathering on. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really it comes in a gorgeous bottle. So I will say... Um, I posted a picture. It has, like, this purple label with gold. It's very chic. Um, and this one is part of the Shelly's uh, uh, selections, um, which is the seasonal stuff.
1: And, again, these are all handpicked. Yes. And you typically can't find them in grocery stores. I'm not saying you can never find them in grocery stores, but they're, it's just not, like, a very available wine. So right. it's, it's something special every month
0: yeah, for yourself. So, We're super into it. Uh, We will be tasting from the um, Sweet Boutique next, um, which I know me and Danelle, I don't think Kenny either, none of us are real sweet wine drinkers, Mm -hmm. Um, but everything we've tasted from Magna has been A good sweet. Like something
1: I would never buy, but now that I've tried it, I'm open to it.
0: Yeah. So I'm excited to try that. Um, so stay tuned. We will be tasting that for our next recording, which probably will also happen this week. So we're just really going to knock out some wine. We'll see how it goes. episodes. Yeah. Because Monday next week, I was just told, is Labor Day. So. Yes. Oh, forgot about that. Right? <laughs> and I'm off. A few. We'll talk about that afterwards. <laughs> OK. I am so busy. <laughs> I am so busy. Arrgh. I'm so popular. Um, let's see. OK. So that's Magnum Wine Boutique. Make sure you guys check it out. Uh, if you have questions, you can ask us. You can ask them. Um, they are also on the Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook. So all those things get in there, and they're on the interwebs, mm-hmm. <laughs> the world wide web. Um, what else is going on? Oh, Bodie's here.
1: <gasps> oh, the official mascot now for Sip Survivor Pete. <laughs> what? A... Callie and Donna get the boot now? No, they're they're a team now. Okay, but he's new, so we got to give him some extra props. It's and a threesome. He's yes. adorable and fluffy
0: and cute, and Callie and him are already playing a little bit. And. I will say he's very unsure of his new surroundings, though. Yes. Like I went to go pet him, and he was just like, Ugh, "I picked him up, me. and his
1: heart was racing." I'm like, "I'm so sorry,
0: buddy." But she's oh, like he a
1: gets big very
2: slobbery. Skittish beast. around new people, but once he gets used to him, he's very. Yeah,
1: I mean, good. he's coming to a random person's house and with their yeah. big slobbery dog. It's scary,
0: right? I mean, I met Bodie in Kenny's um, yard like a week or two ago, mm-hmm. and he, it, we had a lovely first meeting. Like so he that's was his not skittish. Yeah, he yes. was not as skittish. Yes. Uh, but it was funny because he like played for a couple minutes and then he basically just like laid down in the grass. It's that's, like, that's what he does. It's like play, run around and then just Done. maybe maybe a future babysitter.
1: Me.
2: I mean, I yeah, if you want to. OK,
1: if they still get along as he gets older,
2: <laughs> he'll be much bigger than Callie. Well, oh, Not weight wise, maybe. But he's
1: height-wise. our neighbor has a dog like him and they didn't like each other at first, but now they're friends. So I think since oh. he's a puppy, it'll work.
0: There we go. I'm claiming him. Great. Oh, my God. I'm sitting (laughs) (laughs) them. I'm dog sitting. Um, Okay, great. Um, Anything else that we need to mention before we jump into this? No, I feel like I'm
1: breathing really heavy into the mic. Can you hear me?
0: I can't hear you. Okay. I'm not
1: nervous. I just am not used to having a mic in my face. I'm sweating. Jenny, I don't see the sweat stash yet.
0: Okay, good. I am sweating I
1: also have a sweater, sweatpants, and a long sleeve shirt on, and fuzzy Ugg slippers right now. So
0: fucking weird. Yeah, I know. Get in it. Um, I have to, one more thing. I have to go. Uh, Donna has a skin condition right now. Oh, no. And she's got like bumps and like they keep opening into like lesions. Did she get bit by
1: something or is it an allergy?
0: They think it's like a seasonal allergy problem. Mm. Um,. But we're not 100% sure, but I have to keep giving her baths with this, like, special soap. And it's, like, sad because I can't ride her because she gets, like, she's so itchy. Agitated. Yeah, she gets pissed. And so I, tonight I'm just going to go give her another bath. I just gave her a bath yesterday. Now I have to give her a bath today. Bathing a horse is also like washing a car. Like, it's big. Do they enjoy it, though? She does because I think it helps. Ha- like, sometimes she gets... So at least she do not have to, like, wrangle her. No, sometimes she gets annoyed with me. Mm-hmm. But she for sure is less annoyed because I think it feels good yeah like on her itchiness
1: well we have volleyball practice tonight I've talked to Kenny and Jenny about this a little bit <laughs> and Todd and I joined a co-ed a co-ed volleyball league and I've never played volleyball so I mean I did in junior high like once oh so we had our first game that's last like, Thursday that's less
0: than I've played volleyball and I don't play sports
1: you know this the part in clueless where she said she doesn't like balls flying to her face? Yeah, there goes your social life. That's pretty much wasn't me in high school, but that's how <laughs> I feel about now? balls in my face. <laughs> and one smacked me on Thursday it was our first game. I got smacked right in the face, dead center. Did not I maybe hit like two balls the entire three games. It was bad. Um I feel bad for my teammates, but I but told
0: them. Didn't they play it off your face anyway? They did. Which I was like, I don't think that's mm-hmm. legal, but I don't
2: Is
1: that legal, Kenny?
2: I'm pretty sure it is. As long yeah. as you don't lift the ball or anything. It's, no, it, it was a as, full
1: smack in my face. I think it just
2: counts and, as a hit.
0: Yeah. Instead of using my hands, I use my
2: hands. Are
1: ink.
0: you counting that as one of the three hits that you made during yes. the series? Okay. Yes. So the face S- hit counts.
1: So we're having practice tonight because we were so bad on Thursday. <laughs> wow. So here goes the line beforehand.
0: I mean, yeah, that's going to make me better. I'm going to have to. You got to yeah. loosen
1: up. And then Todd said to me, he was like, why don't we do some shots before the next game? And I'm like, do you think that's going to make me better?
0: I mean it might loosen you up and make you less like I was nervous. so nervous. Was I'm just say, not a
1: sporty person. I mean no. I just it's not my thing. mm. And either. I've offered to be benched multiple times already. Anyway, that's what I got going on in my life. I love it. Great. Mhm. Okay. Mhm. Are we ready?
0: <sighs> yeah. Well,
1: oh, do what? we talk about the news?
0: What no. news?
1: No? No, I don't think we did. The news, Kenny's news. Oh. My, my news. <laughs> oh my god, Kenny, tell us. Oh my us. god, we're burying. I the don't lead. know the story.
2: Are we I don't either. Kenny. I mean, Dang. do we do we have time? I feel like we're going long on the front part. Well,
1: if you guys don't want to listen to it, skip it. I want to hear it.
2: Okay, well. It's about us. The story, the news is I'm engaged now.
1: Woo! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kim. Get <laughs> that ring, girl. mm mm
2: but, I mean, long story short, we went to Edgewater Park, went to the dog part of the beach. Bodie hates waves, we found out. Oh. Interesting. Yes. But we were hanging out there and, you know, asked her the question there. So, oh, so.
1: Yes. Did you have the ring, like, on his collar or anything? No. no. I didn't use him in that.
2: That's I, too risky. I find risky. that, like, a little tacky, too. And it's a little risky. He like, would have definitely ate the ring. Yeah. And I did not have insurance on it yet. So. Oh, shit. Ooh,
0: yeah. Yeah. And then you'd have to wait till it comes out.
1: That's and so then romantic, Kenny.
2: It was nice. And then we had, like, a little picnic afterwards. It was good. Congratulations. Aww. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I am very happy for you both. We better be invited to the wedding. Just saying. No pressure.
0: No pressure. But Just kidding. And we'll podcast an episode from your reception. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, my God. How terrible. Can you be like, neither of you are invited, bitches. OK. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. OK. Um, well, congratulations. Yes. Thank congratulations. <laughs> um, OK.
1: Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Mine's a little fun. Well, I mean, it's not fun, but okay.
0: Someone almost (laughs) dies. It's super fun. Yeah.
1: So (laughs) this is the survival story of Alcides... (laughs) <laughs> Murano. I know Murano's... That's how you say his last name because I looked it up. But... I
0: really like the face. This is the fun part of being in the same room again is that I just saw her face. I know. She looks and really
1: I, I'm also not laying in bed right now doing a podcast so it feels good.
0: Yeah. We're like but... real people.
1: So, um... I got most of this from the BBC News and other sources. I just stopped keeping track after a while.
0: Wikipedia, right. Murderpedia, your
1: typical rundown. Yeah, it's fine. Reader's Digest, <laughs> that's Oprah. Where, that's where mine's from. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. Whenever I look the Reader's Digest, I'm like, we did that one, we did that one, we did that one, we did that one. Anyway, so I'm going to talk about falling from far distances. No, which is one of my fears, heights. Yeah, but um, falls don't cause fatalities as much as chronic illness. Okay. However, there are still around four hundred and twenty thousand deaths in the world caused by falls each year. That's a lot. That's a lot. And this information's like three years old.
0: Oh damn. This
1: article. So and things are just getting taller. Exactly. <laughs> True story. In fact, only fifty percent of people who fall three stories survive. Didn't know that. And from ten stories, no one does.
0: Well, that's not true, because we know some people do.
1: Except for this gentleman we're going to talk about. Oh, okay,
0: great. Hmm. I knew, because it's called Sip Survivor Right. right, so I knew someone was living.
1: So, um, let's see. Where am I? Hold on. I'm not used to this newer, old setup. So, Moreno is a window cleaner,
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: he survives a 47-foot fall from the roof of a New York skyscraper. No. And 47 feet... Um, 47 floor footfall. Oh, so, yeah, not 47 I was like, feet. 47
0: feet doesn't sound that bad. Janelle. But I love
1: that you entertained me and you're like, oh, okay. No, 47 stories. 47 stories. Oh, God. Which is about like 500 to 600 feet, depending on how the building's built. Okay.
2: So mm-hmm. it was
1: December 7th, 2007. It was really early in the morning. It was freezing. It's New York. And he talks about in the one interview how this was his dream job. And he loved washing windows. It's something he loved to do. It provided for his family. you think it's because he family. was peeping
0: Tom a little bit? Like, he just wanted to look in on people? I mean,
1: it was an apartment wink, building.
0: Wink. Hey. He'd be like, <laughs> how you doing? Uh-huh. He's just cleaning away those, whipping out his dong. <laughs> Sorry. He's Jenny. probably a totally
1: nice He's person. a totally nice family man, oh, Jenny. Okay. And he likes to make
0: funny faces at the cats that he
1: sees. I mean, I would do all those things except whip out my dog because, well, I don't have one. But if I did, I wouldn't do that. No, okay, I'm moving not really on. a public flasher, but
0: anyway. Okay, now so, that I've marred his, his image, let's continue.
1: Mind you, the mic is like right in the middle of my face, so I do have a hard time seeing. But I'm going to make it work. Listen, so, I'm
0: same-sies. Um
1: Moreno and his younger brother worked together. I'm sorry, they washed. I can see they cleaned you. windows. And um, again, this was in a luxury uh, residential apartment building in the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Amazing. And so on that day, they took the lift, I'm assuming that's the elevator, to the top of the building, where they're going to start. Because you you start from the top and go down, obviously. Did somebody from Britain write this? It's from the BBC, so
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs)
1: So they walked out on the roof, and um, just like any other day, they climbed onto their 16 foot wide washing platform. Mm. And the cables holding it in place slipped from their attached point, attachment point. So his brother was on the left side, he was on the right side. So Mm. they they boarded it, and then pretty quickly, um, the left side cable came off first where his brother was standing, and his brother fell 472 feet landing in a narrow alley and he landed on a wooden fence Uh his body was severed and he couldn't be helped obviously
0: (laughs) if your body is severed i'm gonna go with proud in the video
1: yeah in the video i watched they said that it was he was pretty much unrecognizable which is awful and so sad um by the time he reached the ground it's estimated that he would have been traveling more than 120 miles an hour as he was falling
0: I have to tell you, do you guys ever, when you hear about falling stories, you start thinking about your physics class? I never took physics. Oh. Kenny? I wasn't that smart. I never took physics.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or I was too smart. I didn't have to take it.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I think about. I think about what's the maximum rate of velocity or some shit like that. Okay, go ahead. I just nerded out on it. Is that, what you're, is
1: that really what's going through your mind? I mean, yes. I did
2: think if that was the fastest he goes, or does it go to 150?
0: I know. What's the maximum?
1: What I was I think thinking maximum is, maximum do you velocity? pass out? Like, do you pass out I during hope so. that? I hope so, too. it's
0: yeah, just for his sake.
1: So, um, so Moreno saw this happen, and he knew that his side was probably next, and that's exactly what happened. Um, his broke loose, and he started plumaging towards the ground. Plumaging? Plumaging. <laughs> plunging can
0: we say plumaging instead i mean it's plummet and plunge together is that what we're doing Mm -hmm. great he's plumaging to the ground with a new word
1: with a plumber in hand
0: you know what we need to do make a t-shirt that says plumaging 2020 is plumaging Plumaging.
1: not plunging but plumaging Mm -hmm. so um let's see it is said that he rode the scaffold like a surfboard
0: yeah on the way down
1: as it fell and when the scaffold also struck the fence which it did it threw him into a pile of cables um in a nearby alley which broke his fall oh so great
0: Way to go, New York. Way to have cables laying around. Yeah,
1: exactly. Just some dirty cables in an alleyway. Um, he was found crouching among the pile of twists. There was also like metal, you know, because some part of the scaffolding also flew in with him. So it was like twisted metal and cables and all sorts of stuff. Um, he was still holding on to the scaffolding as they found him. He was still breathing and he... It was also said that he tried to stand up and obviously couldn't because he just fell almost 500 feet. Um, firefighters recall how they began to move um, mm-hmm. him in small increments, uh, like a fragile egg, oh. knowing that one wrong move would have killed him. God, so they got eggs. him on.
0: Sorry, I'm hungry. It's he fine. was an
1: over easy egg because oh. it was it was not good. They got him on to the ambulance or maybe they loaded Does him in a helicopter. was like Humpty Dumpty continue that was inappropriate Shit. continue um so i'm assuming they probably life-flighted him but i'm gonna say whatever they got him to the hospital the nearby quickly. hospital they yes. quickly got him very to a hospital. very fast <laughs> um so he was put into an induced coma mm-hmm. his injuries were so severe that doctors didn't even take him back to surgery oh god they just performed the surgery right there in the er Because they were just like, he's going to die any minute. So he sustained injuries to his brain, spinal cord, chest, abdomen, and had fractures to his ribs, right arm, and both legs. He underwent numerous operations. I think it said like 16, um, including having a catheter inserted into his brain to reduce the swelling. He received 24 pints of blood. Mm -hmm. And I read right over that when I was reading the story. I'm like, but what does that mean? So that's actually would replace all the blood in his entire body twice. Mm. That's how much 24 pints of blood is. Gross. Um, the doctors came out later and said that you're looking at a medical miracle. <laughs> a medical miracle. <laughs> is this wine super strong? What's it's happening? Really not, what's the percentage?
0: We didn't look. You keep I, going and I will find okay.
1: it. Okay. Oh, wait. I'm there. It's 13.5. Oh,
0: damn. Okay. Bye. Yeah. We're going to be a little. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. That's why I'm doing this. Okay. Okay,
0: that's why we're having trouble.
1: Right. So he woke <laughs> up nearly three weeks later on Christmas Day in 2007 with his wife.
0: It's a Christmas miracle.
1: At his bedside, oh. and he said his mind was so blurry he had no recollection of his fall, mm-hmm. and he knew something bad had happened. He just didn't really know what happened, but he also noticed that his brother wasn't in the room with him, Mm-mm. and he knew just instantly that something happened to his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he would undergo months and months of physical therapy to regain uh, strength in his legs and balance. He would go through occupational therapy um, to learn how to, like, groom himself, hygiene, dressing, speech therapy, mental exercises. Basically, he had to start over from scratch again. Um He also went through psychotherapy to cope with his brother's death. He said that he felt really depressed for years. He said that it took him about three years to really come to terms with the loss. It was his younger brother, and he felt Mm -hmm. like he should have been his protector. And he was such a big influence in his life that um, losing him was just almost more than he could bear. But he said he still was alive. So God wanted him here. And he had his his wife and his kids, so yeah. he had to continue on with his life. So after an investigation into the accident, it, they found that the uh, scaffolding had not been properly man- maintained, and that um, new motorized is that the
0: buildings fault or is that like I is think there the a scaffolding company, company?
1: I think it's the company he worked for. Ooh. Actually, that's a great question. I don't know.
0: Interesting. Okay. If anybody works in scaffolding, you let me let know. Let us
1: know because I would think
0: I would think it would be the scaffolding company, not the building itself. Because I'm sure the building hires someone to install the scaffolding.
1: Right. Or is it not even, Mm -hmm. is it the company that they hire just to install like the cables and the pulley system and not really the scaffolding company? Who knows? Who knows? But if you guys do, let us know. DM Um, us. Slide into our DMs. They hadn't been properly maintained and they actually installed new motorized cables that were, which attached the window washing platform to the building. And they found out that they were not properly anchored to the roof. So that's where it came Uh-oh. loose was the roof, or, I guess. Um, accident investigators also concluded that although, although um, Moreno had stepped onto the scaffold without wearing a safety harness. So I guess the minute you're, you step on the scaffold, you're supposed to be harnessed up and they should have had like safety clips. I, I'm sure if you're rock climbers, it's like a similar situation. Right. Um, and he had not had his safety gear on. However he did not have his bucket of water or his like squeegee with him. It was still on the roof. So he then made, or his lawyer team made a claim that, well, he wasn't ready to start work yet. Like He was just testing out the platform and then he was going to get back on the roof, put his safety harness gear on, and then start work. So essentially they um, won the case and he was rewarded. Him and his family were, were rewarded in an undisclosed very large settlement. I read somewhere that, his brother's family was re- awarded like 2.5 million dollars mm. so it, i would guess that his maybe amount would be the same or higher i don't know wow. um, so speculation continues as to how he survived um but moreno knows according to uh this interview that the reason he survived was thanks to his training from his company
0: oh, i thought you were gonna say weightlifting <laughs> training in the he gym
1: really works his quads and biceps and does a lot of planking right as he's surfboarding the scaffold okay um <laughs> he said that um him as well as all of his co-workers were taught in an event of a fall that they should lay flat and cling to the platform so like get low get low like the elevator story we did
0: yeah as i said if there's a disaster get low get low motherfuckers. always yeah. get low and
1: hold on um okay so the two brothers a little backstory this was just in the article so i left it in there they're from ecuador Mm -hmm. they're immigrants to the u.s in 1990 and they were just looking for work and a better life um again they loved what they did for a living and they loved working together and um let's see i already said that um okay so since then he him and his family have moved to arizona
0: and, Less skyscrapers probably
1: well and also warmer weather because he said his bones are pretty much shot at right. this point he could he can walk but he can't run he can't do a lot of physical activity
0: i just hit my ankle bone everyone
1: <laughs> my bone i'm good um he said his body's like 80 percent of what it used to be And um, let's see. That's how I feel.
0: I didn't fall. I just, that's how it is.
1: His wife has recently had another baby, and he thinks that this is the reason why God kept him on this earth. And um, he just said that he's here for a reason to raise this kid and tell the world about his story. And that is the story of El Cides Moreno. (laughs) I just call him Mr. Moreno. Mr. Moreno. <laughs> I even like spelled it out phonetically and I still don't understand it. <laughs> That's it's favorite. a good thing. I'm good at volleyball.
0: It's a good thing. You have that to fall back on mm-hmm.
1: in case this podcast career doesn't work out.
0: <laughs> I just thought it was a light cute story. I like
1: it. And 47 fucking floors.
0: That's too many floors to be falling how, from.
1: How high do you think like a, the highest roller coaster is at Cedar Point? Like 500 feet? So it'd be like falling off like... The top of it? like the top Force? Like the... Yeah. Millennium Force? Probably? I think so. Awful.
0: The answer to that is no thank you.
1: And what a terrible job. Heights and cold. It's like my worst nightmare.
0: I don't mind the cold part because, you know, I don't like... I mean, I'm sweating and your house is not hot. Um, I've been trying different deodorants, just as a side note.
1: Natural or...
0: I tried the natural kind. Didn't work for me. I had BO. Um... My biggest issue is it's not – it's a deodorant. It's not an antiperspirant. Mm -hmm. And what I really like is for the sweat to actually be stopped, not just covered with pleasant odors. And so that wasn't happening. Um, And then I tried this gel, clear gel, and that made my armpits feel weird. Mm, Yeah, like wet and – Wet and a little sticky. Yeah. Until I put a shirt on, and then I was like, that doesn't seem right. Uh, And then I was cleaning out under my sink, and I found – An unopened, suave, black cherry blossom. Mm. And it smells great, but it's not doing it either. So I read somewhere that vodka... Just slap vodka in there? Just vodka. And now I'll just smell like a drunk all the time.
1: Yeah, like, there's a girl I follow on Instagram. um, Her account's called InstaLoss because she does, like instapot cooking which I'm into my oh, instapot mm-hmm. and she literally sprays vodka on her armpits she puts in a spray bottle and sprays it and she's works out all the time and she says it works
0: I'm gonna try and they it don't have...
1: have air conditioning in their house Ugh. and they live in California
0: No, I'm gonna do um, a little I can't believe it's not butter spray right in the pits <laughs> see how that goes
1: <laughs> Pam you mean <laughs> little I have some um, all natural Pam in there if you want to try it
0: I mean let's keep it all natural I put some on the mustache yeah it's hot it's happening. I it's will, not that I'm nervous. It's just your house. It's a fun. little nerve. Like I well, was a
1: little nerve because we haven't done this in a while.
0: Well, also the popper in front of our mic, I have discovered it's hot. Puts heat on my face. Yeah. Kenny's
1: Kenny, like, I don't know what you're talking get about. Get out of here. Like, just
0: wait until you're middle aged like me. You'll be fine.
1: And Kenny's even got a beard, like a stash beard.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I bet that soaks up some of that facial sweat I mean, I have though. a little.
1: Huh? I have a little stash. Oh. blonde stash. Anyway, go on.
0: Okay. Good story. Good story. Anybody need a refill before we start? I mean, you can just pour like a little topper yeah, in there. you're gonna a little. Just because I take a
1: little topper. It. It's good. Good. It's yeah, good. that's good. Thank you. are mm-hmm. you at Kenny?
0: Okay. I shouldn't pour it over my computer. Prob's not. I mean, these are work computers. Well, except Kenny's. Just, just pour it over Kenny's. Very expensive. That's good laptop. Okay. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna tell you what the story is actually about. Oh, okay. Because I want you to guess when we get to that part. Oh, I'm so good at that. I know. It's like your your um superpower. Right. Mm. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So it this survival story involves a train. Choo choo, motherfucker. (laughs) Did you hear about
1: the train incident in Lakewood? No. A lady was hit by a train like in Lakewood, Ohio. Yeah. Did not make it. Yeah, like Sunday. Oh shit! Like yesterday. Well,
0: this is not the story I'm coming because they're going to survive. Make it okay. 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 Sidebar. (laughs) This is from our favorite publisher, Reader's Digest. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Um. So I will read you the first sentence because you know how I love how they word Mm, things. Yes. A dawning sun silhouetted the massive form of the freight train.
1: Oh, I can picture it now.
0: So we're all picturing a giant freight train. Mm -hmm. Oh, so exciting. Uh, this freight train was carrying fuel, water, uh, and some sand for traction. I'm like, do they? Do- so they just put sand in there to weigh it down? I guess,
1: probably. Anyway. Makes
0: sense? The lead locomotive weighed 410 thousand pounds. Shit, that is only slightly less than. Why a do you seven- need sand? Exactly. That's <sighs> why I'm like, what the fuck's the sand for? You got maybe did it you- levels out the weight. Did you throw a couple of kitty litter bags in the back? Do you know how people do that sometimes if they have like yes, a sports car? My dad used to do that. <laughs> my dad used to do that too. Just throw <laughs> some kitty litter back there. Well, because you can also use it as traction if your car gets stuck in the snow. Right. Anywho. Um, <laughs> survival tips for snow driving Ohio facts. Woo! Um, okay. So it's that's slightly less than a 747 jumbo jet.
1: Wow. That's how
0: big a freight engine is. Mm. Oh. Um, so there was a conductor. Just, I'm imagining these people in, like, little overalls with a little, like, hat. A little scarf thing. A scarf flying out the side. Like, I'm sure they don't look like this Doing at this. all. Doing this. <laughs> yeah.
1: I guess people do that to him, but he does
0: it bad. <laughs> Whatever. Um, his name was Robert Moore, and he loved to feel the diesel power under his feet.
1: The thunder.
0: Yeah. He could feel it. You could feel it, like, rumbling.
1: I bet as, you can. As it was getting ready to go. ten thousand
0: pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, if you want to read this article, they also have a link to the 15 most luxurious train rides around the world. Okay. Great. <laughs> I didn't click on it. Sign me up. Here. Okay. Um, Moore was 49, and he was eyeing up the 96 cars behind him. And he, like your guy who always wanted to be a window washer, Moore always wanted to be a train conductor. Oh. Uh, he said that there was beauty and oversized machinery, and he said it's great to have control over such tremendous power. So it's 7 a.m. on May 12th, 1998. Okay. Take it on back I'm to there. 98 I'm
1: a sophomore.
0: Oh, are you wearing Janko jeans? And
1: No, but the guy I was dating was wearing Janko jeans, <laughs> and he also rode a skateboard. <laughs> oh, my God. Which Kenny- I also tried and like
0: failed. Three or four?
1: Kenny, you in definitely were. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was a junior, maybe a senior. I could have been going into senior year. What
1: year did you graduate? Ninety nine. I'm two thousand. So yeah. Mm. Did you wear baby Django jeans?
2: I did not. I feel
1: like that's <laughs> a getting thing. Baby Django jeans.
0: If there isn't such a thing, can someone please make baby, baby Django overall Je-
1: Django jeans?
0: Fuck yes. With a conductor hat. Don't steal hat. it. Trademark. Con- <laughs> Nobody can take it now. Okay. Um, so Side <laughs> sidebar. Sidebar. Uh, Okay, so they're scanning everything, and they make note that um, they have hazardous uh, things on the train because they are hauling fuel. Uh, And the engineer, Rod Lindley, made note of this because it makes it difficult. Basically, having liquid propane gas um, means you have to take a lot of precaution when you break the train. Mm -hmm. The sparks? um, Yeah. Because if you, if there's any kind of derailment that would cause sparks, the whole thing is going to just gonna blow up. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to be bad. Um, the rest of the cargo besides the fuel was mostly new automobiles, car parts and coal. So, uh, just a lot of, and again, I'm like, where's the sand? Like, why do you need the sand? It sounds like you got a lot of heavy shit on there. I yeah, feel I fine about it. I don't it. get it. Whatever. Um, they do a final external inspection, and more jumps on board, and they slowly pull out of Decatur, Illinois. OK. I didn't know there was a Decatur, Illinois. Now you do. Now I do, and knowing it's half the battle. G.I. Joe. Uh, they are, it looks like it's going to be a beautiful day for their trip. It's 172 miles to Peru, Indiana. So.
1: Illinois to Indiana.
0: Yeah. So just like a state. Um, then there's also a link for the most scenic train rides across America. <laughs> If you'd like to check that out.
1: The more you know.
0: Ooh. um, Okay. So it's around noon that day. So the train left its uh, Decatur location in Illinois at 7 a.m. It is now around noon that same day. Tila or Tila? Tila. T-I-L-A? Tila?
1: I mean, you're asking me. Really?
0: I am. Kenny's shaking his head yes. yes. Tila Marshall had decided to tackle some yard work. She's a 34-year-old single mother of four. Oh, shit. Damn, Tila! Girl. (laughs) Uh, And she wanted to brighten up the front of her home in Lafayette, Indiana. Aw. So cute. So she had bought some flowers to plant. And again, it was a gorgeous day, super sunny, lovely outside. Um, So some 50 yards away through like some bushes in the back of her property uh, and tall swaying grass you could see the railroad tracks so Mm, the railroad tracks butted up against her backyard okay so marshall the woman Tila, began working on a patch of soil and next to her was her 19 month old daughter emily and for a while she kept turning to check and see what emily was doing and emily Mm. was mostly just playing with dirt because that is what 19 month olds do play with dirt hopefully not eat it but that can happen. I feel like my son used to do a lot of weird stuff, yeah, with eating things he shouldn't. Um, But soon enough, Marshall's thoughts became completely absorbed by the gardening. Oh no! Uh oh! Oh. Uh, Okay, so now we're back to the train. Oh no! Robert Moore smiled. As Rod Lindley switched on his sideboard heater because these two yahoos <laughs> had been traveling trains for a while. They're and just
1: like making eye
0: contact. Making they know eye- what to like do. Just like me and you. They're just mm. like, I got you. You so want a sip of that wine? I'll
1: interject. Here, I got
0: it. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. They turn on the heater because they're going to make some fucking pork chops on that thing. Yeah. Let that sink in.
1: Do they really? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're going to make that up.
0: No. They are preparing lunch, how they often did, on the sideboard <gasps> heater. Awesome. Uh Linley had made the pork chops. He had smoked them already and they you know, just shake to and bake. Okay. No, no, but I do like shake and bake I on my too. pork chops. Mm, my mom it. used to make it that way. Okay. Um so Linley had smoked them himself and was ready to throw them on the sidebar <laughs> heater.
1: Oh
0: my god. I'm like, these guys sound amazing. I want to be friends with them. What'd you call them yahoos? These yahoos. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Moore and Lindley had 50 years of railroading experience between them. So that's like, why
1: they're cooking pork chops. On a, on a heater. <laughs> yeah. Like, take it easy. It's a five-hour trip, people.
0: They're adorable, You though.
1: can't it's wait, so though. No, they got to so slap cute. those pork no, chops that's on. No, their,
0: that's their lunch. they got to eat lunch. Who eats a pork chop for lunch? Anyway, <laughs> yeah, go anyway. ahead. <laughs> what, are, what are they going to eat a Lunchable? Come on. Come on. Uh, okay. they ha- They had a lot in common because, of course, they're like, probably middle-aged men who mm-hmm. wanted to be trained conductors their whole lives uh nothing nothing wrong with that i think that's very noble and adorable uh they both had a passion for hunting fishing and then i just want to finish the luke Bryan song and Love and every day but that's not what this is it's hunting fishing and swapping stories about the outdoors do you know what i'm talking about do you know what i'm talking about no you no. don't like luke brian okay if you guys are country music fans you don't know talk
1: i like some old country just not okay again
0: Luke Bryan is like a secret passion of mine. Like I know. I
1: You've talked about his butt before to me.
0: Luke Bryan, if you ever listen to this podcast. I'm sure he's listening your right now. butt is delicious. And I tell your wife she's a lucky woman. Anyway. <clears throat> uh, they also really enjoy talking about their families. Because they're cute middle-aged men who have families. Um, the radio was... Uh, crackling with dispatcher information, and they laugh about raising kids, and <laughs> it's just so crazy. Um, <clears throat> they started to approach Lafayette, Indiana, mm-hmm. at around 145 p.m. So the train ride is going—you know—we're moving right along. We left at yeah. 7 a.m. It's now 1:45, uh, and as they approached the town, they had to slow the train to 25 miles per hour because that was the speed limit through the town. Okay, I didn't know trains had speed limits. I didn't know towns. That either. Very exciting. Um, so, Lindley activated his flashing lights and a warning bell. And they had been through the city hundreds of times because this is, like, their route. It's like their route. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first curve coming into Lafayette, they had to be really cautious um, because there were three miles of track that had no fewer than 24 street crossings. Oh, So, wow. it's like, as you round the bend, there's just a shit ton of street crossings. Mm-hmm. So you have to be really careful because... You know, not and this is what ninety sevens, so probably A
1: lot of them probably didn't have like the guards.
0: They probably them, have the guards, you know. but some people are just idiots. Yeah. Um. So as the train came around the curve, Lindley noticed a small tannish dot at about hundred and fifty yards ahead, Ooh. and he thought it might be a dog because that had happened before. Oh. Um. So it was against the rules, which again I didn't know was a thing, to blow the horn in oh. the city of Lafayette.
1: Oh, in that particular city. Yeah. It depends on so the So he
0: began tapping his horn just to be like, eh. And he was like, come on, puppy, move. Um, so the the toots, the toots of the train whistle startled Marshall, the woman, Tila mm-hmm. Marshall, from her gardening. And um, she said she thought it was odd because usually the train doesn't blow its whistle in town. So she was like, hmm. And then she glanced over to check, her, check for her daughter. Gone. Emily is missing. Oh, no. Okay. So we're back to the train. Lindley working on the controls and Morse stood alongside, staring at whatever was ahead on the tracks. Uh, He said it wasn't unusual for things to be on the tracks. Like there would be like debris or like a bunch of rags or, you know, stupid stuff. Yeah. The train could just run over. Yeah. he said it was much less common for there to be real emergencies, although he had experienced a few accidents um, since he had worked 23 years on the railroads. Um, so as they approached, they are now 100 yards away from the object. And Moore looked intently. And then he said, my God, it's a baby. This is um, like a cartoon. Yeah, except for it's a real life. Yeah. Uh, okay, now we're back to Tila. Tila Marshall fucking lost her kid uh dashed around the rear of the house she knew that her uh 19 month old emily loved to play a game with her 11 year old mm. uh where um emily would run to the back of the yard while her 11 year old zachary would race through the house to intercept her and then emily would like sk- like squeal yeah. with delight she, like, she thought it was so funny that her 11 year old brother would just like would catch her yeah Um, So she started calling out, Emily, Emily, honey, are you back here? And there was no sign. Um, Marshall ran across the front of the house where she actually found the 11-year-old Zachary and said, is your sister with you? And he said, no. Uh, So the tracks were in the front of the house or the back of the house? back of the house. Okay. Um, So at this point, we're back to the train. Lindley had a decision to make. So he was concerned because if he applied full emergency brakes with half the train still wrapped around that big curve Mm -hmm. coming into Lafayette, that he could cause derailment. And again, the train was carrying a bunch of fuel. And that, yeah. And that could cause explosive circumstances. Mm -hmm. Um, But he said, I mean, there's nothing he could do. He had to try and stop the train. We're not running over a baby. Right. So um, he had to risk the emergency stop. The train shuddered and the wheels screeched and um, Linley laid on the horn because he was trying to get the attention of this baby who probably, excuse me, had no idea. Yeah, what just the hell's chilling happening. on the tracks. Right. Um, he and Moore felt successive jolts as the cars braked front to rear. So each car crashed into the car ahead of it. Okay. So, like, they're really like. And they're risking ruining. their lives too they're risking their lives they're risking the lives of everyone in this community they're risking mm-hmm. like ruining the train and all the contents on it because there's a baby on the tracks um so marshall was unable to focus uh we're back to marshall now tila her legs turned to jelly uh and shook uncontrollably and she said everything seemed unreal to her um, she was super scared suddenly because she's now realizing the train is making an awful lot of noise that it usually doesn't. Mm-hmm. And her son looks at her and says, Mom, I'm scared. As you should be. As, yes. Um, oh, there's a cat. It's
1: a kitty kitty. Momo.
0: That's Mo. Hi, Mo. What are you doing? Gracing us with your presence.
1: Mm, okay.
0: Okay. So the train is coming on down the tracks and more acts on instinct. He yanks open the left door of the engine cab, steps out onto a narrow walkway, hurries to the front of the engine, crosses to the right side, steps down on the lower portion of the walkway to the rear of the train's cow catcher or plow. So I don't know if you guys have ever seen a train before. A lot of times they have these cow catcher plows. They're like big plows on the like side slash front, I think, of the engine. And okay. so sort of cows are in the way. It like scoops them and moves them out of the way. It's a real cow catcher. Because cows wander around the tracks. I don't think Must I don't have been a huge hu- problem back in the day. Must have been. I don't think it... Um, I don't think it is... I don't... It might hurt the cows. I don't know. Any farmers out there want to talk to me about that? Um, anyway, they are now 40 yards away from the child. Oh. He has no idea what to do. The speed of the train is still... They've only slowed it to 20 miles per hour. So they've oh. only been able to in this... like. In the 60 yards.
1: And 40 yards left
0: to go. And 40 yards left. They've only slowed five, by 5 miles per hour. So we're like, we're really having a shit show. Uh, it would need at least another 150 yards to fully stop. And there was no way they'd stop in time. So he was very scared that that cow plow would hit the little girl. You should yeah. call it a cow plow probably, but whatever. Um, official name. Official name. The cow plow. <laughs> uh, there were less than 10 seconds left. And the baby rolled off the track and onto the outer tie. So, you know, like the ties of the track? Yes. Yeah, so she's down there. If she stayed down, he thought maybe the cow plow would just, like, hover over her. But, of
1: course... So, wait, no, no. Yeah. Maybe I don't know uh-huh. what a tie is. is. Is it to the right of the track or is it the middle, do you think? The
0: tie is on the outside of the track. So she's off the... Like, she's not laying in the middle or anything like mm-hmm. that. Okay. Um, but, of course, the baby is baby and is 19 and it's months old do what it wants so all of a sudden her butt shoots up in the air because she's about to try and stand no and he yells no no baby lie down <laughs> like i don't think she's gonna understand i don't that. think she's gonna get that now the train is down to 15 miles per hour and the the like whistle is just going nuts um so with just the toes of his left foot on the walkway and his left hand clinging to the railing, more stretched out as far as possible. He knew he only had one shot. Oh my God. So the child is still trying to stand and it's now directly in the path of the cow plow. So he stretched as far as he could and he kind of just muttered to himself like, come on, just like another inch or two, another inch or two. And suddenly, the girl was right there. He swung his leg out and swept her to the side with his foot. And he saw the baby hit some rocks head first and then spin around as the train lumbered by.
1: Thank God.
0: And he, he wasn't sure, though, that she had been knocked clear. Like He was nervous that the train had somehow like clipped her during this. So good news, he jumped off the train. I was going to say, can one.
1: he jump off? He of, is now. Okay. Yeah.
0: So he leaps from the train, and he goes to check on her. And she was crying um, right by the tracks, and blood was streaming down from a gash beneath her hair. But she was otherwise completely wow. fine. Wow. Uh, back to Tila Marshall. She's standing in front of her home, clutching her son's hand, and staring as people started running towards the tracks. And she like couldn't scream or do anything because she kind of knew what was happening. Yeah. Uh, she immediately
1: got a fence put in.
0: <laughs> she got an electric fence. That kid yeah. had to wear a collar. Okay. Moore knelt down beside the child, and the child started yelling, Mama, Mama. Um, and Moore felt completely relieved because he was like, Oh, thank God this kid is alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, Okay, sweetheart, let's go find your mommy. Uh it was then that he noticed um the train had stopped and there were actually a bunch of emergency vehicles already there. A neighbor had actually seen what was happening and called 911. Okay. So there were already emergency vehicles right there. Uh he took the baby over and met the police and firefighters came and took her to the hospital. So yay. Um so Teela Marshall looked up and saw police officers approaching her. And she said, don't you dare tell me that was my baby.
1: <laughs> so she was still like in denial about it.
0: Yeah. And the detective said, ma'am, ma'am, calm down. The baby's going to be OK. We just have to find out whose it is. So she realized that it was she, Emily right away. Like her denial melted away. She probably and she was, was like, also sure.
1: afraid she's going to be in trouble. I mean. Probably.
0: Um. So Moore spoke with police and railroad officials and then he started to realize, like, the gravity of what just happened. Mm-hmm. So he started shaking. So he um, he needed to walk the length of the train and see what the damage was, but there was a train official that had already arrived, and he was like, no, just go sit down, and I will take care of it. So more rested in the train, and he started to basically, I think, he doesn't say this, but I think cry. Like, freak yeah. the fuck out. Um, I'm having a sweat stash. <sighs>
1: I, was gonna, I thought you were going to say he ate his pork chop.
0: And then he ate his pork chop, and it, <laughs> he said it was delicious. Uh, within minutes, Lindley, no was standing, <laughs> uh, Lindley was standing beside Moore, taking the controls again. They looked at each other, and they both looked relieved and like, holy shit, what just happened? Um, Moore's overalls, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. I think they're wearing overalls. Janko overalls. Janko jean overalls were still spattered with blood from the little girl. <gasps> oh. But they pulled out slowly of Lafayette. So that evening, Robert Moore got home, and his family was standing on the porch applauding him, because they had already heard about his heroic act. Um, They told him that the little girl had suffered nothing more serious than cuts and bruises. So him basically kicking her off the tracks Mm -hmm. um, saved her life. And she walked away with just a couple scratches. Uh, A week later, Moore actually stopped out at Tila Marshall's house. And um, he introduced himself and Marshall gave him a huge hug and then Moore picked up Emily and held her close and said, Hello, Emily.
1: Oh, that is so sweet. So that should be a
0: movie. It should be. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that is the story of Emily's survival and the heroic, I guess, actions of um, the train conductor. The train conductor. So good job, everyone. Good job, Readers Digest, and
1: Jenny. Hey, I That's a hard
0: paraphraser. Good job. I'm sweating. Like, I got armpit sweat. Yeah, you do. Ooh, get girl. it.
1: Get that vodka in there.
0: Oh, got to get some vodka spray up in my armpits. That was good. Mm. Okay, Kenny.
2: Okay. Hopefully, you guys haven't seen this one. Uh, the world's most expensive sheep had just been purchased for how much money?
1: The world's most expensive sheep? Like- sheep.
2: Bah. Right. Bah. Okay. Yes.
1: <laughs> do you like that? I just immediately went, bah. Bah. Um Where was the sheep from?
2: Uh, so I'll tell you the type of sheep it is. That's it's gonna a help Texel I sheep me. originated in Holland and are a butcher favorite.
0: A butcher favorite? Mm. Gross. I'm going to guess
2: $300,000. Okay. I'm okay. going to say $60,000. $490,000.
0: That is, Is why, somebody going to butcher this thing for meat?
2: I don't know. I feel like they might use it for breeding or something. Its name is Double Diamond. It has, I think, I'm assuming it's a male. It looks like the biggest balls I've ever seen on a sheep or any animal. It has um, to be for breeding. That's oh, for shit. breeding. That's yeah. for
0: breeding. And it's, it looks like a bull. Uh, it like looks a, like a, a bull mixed, with... mixed with a sh- yeah.
2: sheep. The thing is scary looking, but yeah, $490,000 for a sheep. Jeez. What I a think
1: sweater that would make.
2: The previous record was what Danelle's guess was, 307,000.
1: Well, that's when I sold my last sheep. That's what it was. That's what you, it that was the going range. price. Yeah.
0: Amazing.
1: Wow, 400. Who knew? We're in the wrong Damn. business. We should get in the sheep business. Sheep
0: breeding. I'm in. Wow. God. Okay. Well, um, we're back at it here at the Old Sip Survivor Pete. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Uh,